0: Go. Sergio and the veteran back for another great podcast, super podcast. Can't wait. Let's get right into it. Sergio, how's it going?
1: Hey, yo, pretty good, man. Another exciting week of wrestling.
0: Man, so exciting. I could barely contain myself. Uh, surely, a lot of there's a lot of uh breaking news, things that have happened over the past week since we talked to each other last. I mean, it's got to be positively overflowing with information, right?
1: Yeah, this actually was a pretty newsworthy week. Uh... So the biggest one, I actually got two, uh, two news, is two pieces of news on this one. But basically, so WWE is now, I guess, starting this Friday for SmackDown. We kind of briefly mentioned that last week, but uh, they're going to start filming their uh, shows at the Amway Center in um, in Florida, Orlando, and it's going to. They're going to have virtual fans appearing live on LED boards. Um, so, like, I actually over the when we were, when we were shut down. My girlfriend and I did this week-long Tony Robbins, uh, you know Tony Robbins, the motivational speaker. Sure. And he kind of he kind of did the same thing. So since he can't tour, what he did was a virtual thing where all the walls in his house or whatever he was at was surrounded by fans that were, you know, on their Skype cam or whatever it was. So I think Mm -hmm. it's going to be the same exact thing. So I have I kind of have an idea on what that's like, and it's interesting um, because the fans can kind of see each other. Tony Robbins can see the fans and vice versa. Uh, So basically, yeah. So uh, is a new long-term residency at the Amway Center. Um, The interactive experience will be hosted by WWE superstars and legends. Uh, It'll be shown in the arena with more than 2,500 square foot of LED boards. And that was the original announcement. Uh, the newest one I just got was, I guess you have to register to get a seat. <clears throat> and uh, as far as SmackDown goes, they're already sold out. And um, so they're going to have rows of fans on almost a 1,000 LED boards. And it's going to be used for all upcoming Raw, SmackDown, and pay-per-view events. I wonder why they're not doing NXT. And so basically, the, the seats are first-come, first-served. Uh, and WWE is reminding fans that they're going to be on a live TV show and ask them to be camera ready uh, so basically the rules are you have to put yourself in front of the camera through your midsection up leaving little room above your head only one fan per seat and your attire must be appropriate and must remain on at all times um, right. so basically no AEW shirts right. uh, officially licensed WB clothing is preferred if available Um, and they can kick you off, you know, obviously if you have the wrong attire or images or, you know, if you're doing anything inappropriate. So that actually sounds like fun. I wish I would have known about this registration. I would have liked to sign up. Um, yeah. what do you think?
0: Well, they have shows every week, so you're going to not miss your chance. Um, yeah. Uh, well, so... I wonder how many, because it says there's going to be a thousand LED boards, but I wonder how many fans will fit on one LED board. Like, are they going to have, you know, like, I wonder how many that that is, five, ten?
1: Yeah, that makes sense.
0: Don't really know what the size of the LED boards is. But, so, what do I think? Um, Okay, so, to be fair, uh, nobody probably... I don't know if there's anybody out there in the entertainment space that comes down harder on the WWE all the time than I do. Right. I mean, I got to be I got to be at least top five in the world of bashing WWE. So but I'm also um, a fair person. So um, I will say that since the beginning, when we said, yeah, they should probably just shut down and give up. Um, they've done nothing but kind of prove us right over the past few weeks with just how pathetic and sad their broadcasts have been. But this is showing like a level of effort, you know, something that they're really trying to do. And I know they couldn't have done that immediately. And maybe they planned on doing this, um, right away. And it just took the time to be able to get it going, you know, uh, for, you know, uh, in fairness, we don't know that for sure. I'm sure they didn't want to have shitty shows. Um but then again, you know, it's the WWE, so you can, they've they've got a long history of being like, eh, what are the people going to do? They'll watch it anyway, right? So you never really know, like, what yeah. the effort is. But this looks like a real good effort, and I'm actually very curious to see what it looks like and how different it is. And as to your comment about why they're not doing it for NXT, well, maybe that's why. Maybe it's because they feel that the Performance Center is good enough for NXT and what NXT is doing. Uh, Because NXT's always been like that, right? I mean, Full Sail University is just like a smaller, more intimate show. And there's got to be something to differentiate the supposed big leagues from the supposed developmental territory. So I can see how they can, you know, the Performance Center is still very good for what NXT is doing. And it's even better than Full Sail was in some ways. Um, They have all their resources there and stuff. So, it'll still look nicer, but the WWE will just now be on this whole other level, which, in the perception of the fans, I think that's important, don't you?
1: Yeah, I do, but I figured they would have been concerned
0: with, you know, the whole Wednesday night uh, ratings and stuff since they've been losing almost every week. Yeah, Yeah. but what does losing mean, really? Yeah, true. And what's going to be interesting about that is, so this week, the... uh, Dynamite will not be on Wednesday. It's on Saturday, right?
1: Uh, from what I understand, it's going to be actually longer than just this week. I think it's going to be several weeks.
0: So it has to do with the basketball playoffs, I imagine. So yeah, like, I
1: guess
0: so. so like, uh, yeah, this will really show you um, if the numbers in NXT don't move with AEW going to Saturdays, then that just proves that. None of this fucking supposed ratings war matters at all, right? I mean,
1: if, yeah. That, if there's no
0: significant increase, yeah. then that proves that people are only watching, you know, what what they want to watch.
1: So yeah, I am I am curious because they tend to do a combine anywhere from uh, so each show does between six and eight hundred thousand a week. I'd have to imagine that NXT is going to have mathematically would have to pull in at least a million viewers you know but, yeah know you would that.
0: think but if and yeah, so think. that's why I think if you if you get the same number if they get somewhere like you know seven hundred thousand, eight hundred thousand, it, it probably means that this whole thing is just smoke and mirrors um pun intended Cody Rhodes uh so yeah so that'll be interesting but um yeah as for the Thunderdome which is how they're actually can they can you can you call it the Thunderdome? Was that not trademarked by Mad Max or um, Warner Brothers or something like that? I guess not.
1: Uh, CM Punk made some kind of reference, which I didn't understand, but it was something did, like that. What did he say? You don't remember? Something about something similar relating it to a movie, like I think Mad Max, as you just mentioned. What yeah. did uh, what Hulk Hogan, they were in New Orleans. He called, did he call that the Thunderdome, but it was really called something else? You no, he,
0: he called it the Silver Dome. Uh, okay. because that's where WrestleMania three was and it was actually called the Superdome. Oh, so, okay. <laughs> yeah. And then everyone booed him and then he laughed and then he corrected himself and then everyone laughed again. Um, yeah, that was, um, so yeah. So in, in the movie, Mad Max beyond Thunderdome, there was like this, uh, giant sort of cage like a round cage or whatever that, uh, people would, you know, fight gladiator style in for the entertainment of the people. So, you know, there was like this, um, uh, what was it? Like master blaster or something like that. And it was like a giant guy, um, being, uh, like a midget was riding a giant guy and he had to like fight max in the steel cage. So yeah, Thunderdome, Tina Turner was there. Yeah, it was cool. Um, but, uh, yeah, so they're calling it the Thunderdome, and they're gonna have all kinds of crazy stuff. They said, uh, you know, lasers and smoke and pyro and drone cameras and all this stuff. Yeah, I'd, yeah, whatever it takes, man. Just jazz it up a little bit because this is, you know, the show is gonna be bad regardless. So at least it could look nice. Is is how <laughs> I feel about it. Um, but but yeah, I can't wait. It's only uh, the first episode will be this Friday, right? This this coming SmackDown will be the first one to use it. It is, yeah. This Friday SmackDown, then we have uh, SummerSlam. After that SummerSlam on Sunday. on Sunday. Yep. And is that does that also uh, is the Takeover on Saturday or is that next Saturday? Yeah,
1: Takeover is this Saturday at the Performance Center. So Takeover and AEW are actually going to be on around the same time. I think. Uh, uh, I think, and I think AEW starts at six. Uh, takeover starts at seven or something like that so yeah uh. yeah
0: well yeah so i i'm um you know as negative as i've been toward the WWE, i'm glad that they're making an effort so i praise them for this and i would like to see it
1: yeah for sure uh what's so and some what's next yes yeah. <laughs> I, I, I was i was i was kind of just uh thinking as we were talking about that I was like, man, I was like, what if we get fans back and this becomes successful to the point where they're just not gonna do shows to save money. But I don't know, I guess they would have to do shows I mean, maybe we talked about it last week. Maybe just not as many.
0: Yeah, how shows can be they can reformat that and and kind of look at maybe just doing less so that more people want to come.
1: That's right. So we have some um Sony DeVillas in the news. Uh basically this four, is crazy. Four. Yeah. So man with obsession for WWE star Sonya DeVille arrested for breaking into her home. Uh, here we go. So after more than eight months of planning, Philip Thomas, 24 years old, eventually traveled from South Carolina to DeVille's home in Lutz, Florida, with the intent of taking a professional wrestler hostage. Um, Jesus. Uh, the homeowner, DeVille, was specifically targeted in the 2:45 a 2.45 a.m. break-in. Uh, DeVille and a guest were tipped off to Thomas' entrance when her home security alarm went off. Once the suspect broke in through a black sliding door, police and the two victims then fled the home and called 911. Wow. Uh, Thomas allegedly cut a hole into the patio screen and waited there for about four hours until DeVille went to bed. Thomas was still at the house when officers arrived. He was found with a knife, plastic (laughs) zip ties, duct tape, and mace. Holy shit. Our deputies are unveiling the suspect's disturbing obsession with this homeowner, who he had never met, but stalked on social media for years. Uh, he's been charged with aggravated stalking, armed burglary, uh, attempted armed kidnapping, and criminal mischief. Uh, man, I don't think he's put away for a long time. This is fucking crazy. I, I saw a... I tried you, look, a screen. You,
0: seen the, you seen the photo, the, the mug shot? No, I didn't. <laughs> Oh, man, this guy looks exactly like what you'd expect him to look like. He looks like a wrestling fan, bro.
1: Hey, does he not know that uh,
0: she doesn't like dudes? He must (laughs) not. There's a lot of things he doesn't know. Like, he he planned this thing for eight months and didn't know that she had a security system. (laughs) I mean, come on. Come on. What's the point of taking eight months to do something that it didn't even look like you knew what you were doing. If you did it that at the spur of the moment you, and, and the cops got called and he didn't even know. So he's just sitting there waiting in the house and they find, they find him in her house. Like what a dumbass! I almost want to use this guy's picture as uh, you know, the thumbnail for our episode this week, but I'm not going to do that because I don't want to have anything that looks like this guy associated with our show. But I'll send you a picture. No, and, actually uh, I pulled that right now. I'm looking at it. You see him. it? Look at him. Yeah. Look at him, bro. My God. It's pathetic. Jeez. Especially the especially the one where he's like you can see him sitting with cuffs on, you know? And just how, how much bigger his head is than his body. Um yeah, gross. Oh wow. That's an awkward photo. His head's
1: like yeah, his head's way bigger than his body. He <laughs> must be a really he must be a really small guy with a normal head, possibly, or maybe his head's slightly big. But you know what's funny is I bet, you know, Sonya Deville probably could have put up a good fight, if not even maybe whoop his ass, you know, with her yeah. trained fighting background and stuff.
0: Yeah, Oh, especially this guy. I mean, come on. Yeah, because
1: he doesn't look very strong. I mean, I know, you know, men are stronger anyways, but he looks like he's never yeah. seen the inside of the gym. Yeah. So. <laughs>
0: Yeah, men are stronger, all things being equal. And it doesn't look like it's equal in his favor here. No. uh he, and For the record, he also works at an Applebee's, which is I don't know why, but that's funny to me. Uh, I mean, he don't work there anymore, but he did. Um, so, yeah. yeah man. I'd, like
1: hear, I'd like to hear how long he gets put away for because I don't know. Uh, I feel like it should be a long time. I think like he's, just, he's just like a fucking nut
0: job. Yeah. Philip A. Thomas II wanted to abduct her. For what reason? Is it because she so, beat up Mandy? It's probably because she beat up Mandy, right? Let's be <laughs> honest. You take a look at this guy, and you're you're you can see he'd be the kind of guy that would be like, "I'm going to kidnap this woman and torture her because uh, sh- she cut Mandy's hair."
1: Sure. Yeah. Um. Uh, so I I don't know. I'm assuming he wanted to rape her, but they're saying kidnapping. But how do you prove kidnapping? I mean, he
0: obviously wanted to tie her up. But... <laughs> yeah, I think they were going because of the uh, the zip ties and, the, you know, the other stuff. Yeah. They found.
1: But how do we know that he wanted to take her, put him in, a, in his car and leave? You know what I mean? I would assume he just tried to rape her or something. But can you,
0: not, can you not kidnap somebody, like, on the spot? Depending on if you detain them?
1: Oh, uh, I guess so. I'm thinking, yeah. So I guess if you're holding someone hostage, that's technically kidnapping okay i guess i'm just thinking of like you know kidnapping is like you know leaving or whatever yeah when a kid gets kidnapped yeah
0: well he might have he might have we don't know what he wanted to do really and you know even if he says can we really trust it so but i yeah this is this is just nuts so crazy you know yes um well that's the thing man if you want to come after Sonya Deville? You better put your hair up and square up.
1: Yeah, exactly. All
0: right. Well, enough yeah, about that some,
1: creep. Yeah. Some other new. Speaking of creeps, um, so AEW has their uh, first set of releases. <laughs>
0: um, <laughs> I, I just realized yeah. your transition. It was Referencing to Jimmy Havoc, but yeah.
1: Yes. So the very first set of releases, uh, they released Jimmy Havoc, Bree. Uh, B Priestley and Sadie Gibbs. Uh, so B Priestley and Sadie Gibbs, as far as I know, were because of they're just kind of stuck in um, what the UK. Coming like Walter to NXT. Yeah. Um, Jimmy Havoc is pretty much stemming from uh, his uh, uh, suspension from the Speak Out movement. I guess there was some uh, pretty solid proof that I guess he was physically abusive towards his ex-girlfriend uh, Rebecca Crow and others. Uh, not to mention, he's had a lot of like. I guess he gets drunk and he gets in the fights, and there's been a few different instances with that I heard about uh, Jimmy Havoc. But nonetheless, yeah, there's three people they released, and yeah, yeah,
0: it,
1: awesome
0: I, I think I yeah I um, you know, like you said, uh, it's because of the geographical location. I think that made them go ahead and do this because they can't come here, so we just won't pay them for now. But I'm sure that B Priestley will have a job if she wants it and Sadie Gibbs too. But I don't, you know, Sadie Gibbs is not, I don't think she's really, mm, I don't want to say she's worth it, but she really, she really didn't do much when she was there anyways. So it's not like they had like high, high hopes or big plans for her. Jimmy Havoc is this gives them a convenient excuse because he's in the same situation, but they might've brought him back eventually. You know, if this wasn't an issue, just let him cool mm. off for a while, you know, because you know, who, who doesn't have issues in the wrestling business that had been a you know that that that's not necessarily enough of um a reason, but now they have this built in excuse. And they can hire him back too if they want. So uh, I mean I'm hoping they don't, but <laughs> they could. Uh B Priestley wish- is most famous for being uh, Will Ospreay's girlfriend. Um so it's not like it's not like she's such an awesome worker that they, they need someone of her caliber on the roster anyway. Um, but the, I, I could still see them like if things go back to somewhat normal, they could offer her a job again or give her a job back.
1: Yeah, I'm looking at their photos. I remember B Priestley. But one thing I wish AEW would do, which WWE did a great job with the uh, with their uh, Mayon Classic, is how they you get to know the you get to know the women. So it's like all these women are coming out every week, and we don't know nothing about them. You know, if if they can put some kind of pa- you know small package together, you know, I, I have no idea who these girls are. I mean, I know the names, um, but I probably couldn't pick them out of a out of a lineup, to be honest.
0: Well, that's what they had Excalibur there for. He was there to uh, just blurt out random facts about the women during the matches. So because you were already fast forwarding the matches, you probably didn't hear. Yeah, this. yeah. But still, even if you had been watching, it's not like that's. That that's still not the same as getting a nice, you know, video package. So, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Um They, they, there were, especially towards the beginning of uh, AEW, there was just a, like a lot of females that were just kind of there. Like, I don't think they even had a plan for some of them, you know? And like, when I hear names like Sadie Gibbs, I'm picturing one person in my mind, but I could be picturing somebody completely different actually. You know, cause they all just had like these regular names and you know, if there's somebody that's, that you obviously know, like a Brandy Rhodes or somebody with a crazy gimmick like Abaddon, you're not going to forget those people, but just people just named Sadie Gibbs and, and shit like that. It's like, uh, which blonde was that again? You yeah, don't exactly. Really, not, not too memorable. Um, but like I said, B Priestley, you know, just cause she's, she was dating Will Ospreay. Plus she looked a little bit different. But
1: okay, eh. see, I, didn't, I, didn't, I didn't know she was dating uh, Will Ospreay.
0: Oh, well, she is. And she's like best buddies with Tony Storm. So oh, okay. if you have Tony Storm's Instagram, you'll see her and B Priestley in lots of funny, goofy poses together. Oh, okay. Mm. So, yeah. So, bottom line is they might be back or not. Either way, no huge loss.
1: All right, man. Uh, and my, fi- my final uh, news piece here. So it looks like uh, former uh, NXT talent Dan Matha, who we've brought up on the show a lot, he's got that killer podcast. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, k-
0: it kills people <laughs> of boredom that try to listen to it.
1: <laughs> he, uh, he's been arrested. Um, he got arrested on Monday in Orlando. Uh, basically just charged with failing to appear in court, which is a first-degree misdemeanor. Um, but there's not really any much details on it. I'm sure he probably just spent the night, but he hasn't, he's a big social media guy. He's on Instagram every, every single day. Uh, I haven't seen anything from him the last couple of days, so uh, I don't know if he's still there or what's going on. But This, this would have to be... This would be oh, wait, some money. Today's Wednesday. Okay, I bet you he's out now. I have to check him on Instagram. I'm sure he posted something.
0: Don't worry, Sergio. I scooped you on this one. I've got all the information right here. Um, the official oh. charge was for failure to appear in court. And it was, um, for driving with an expired registration. Uh, so he was stopped twice for driving with a suspended license last year. And in February he was stopped and pleaded no contest and paid a fine for that, which was $722. So, um, two months later, this would be April 4th. He was served a citation due to driving with an expired registration And he was supposed to appear in court on June 24th, which he did not. And then a notice was sent to his home on July 1st. And he did not respond to the notice, probably because he was doing so many boring, long podcasts. And they (laughs) issued the arrest warrant on August 17th. So anyways, um, he was released from jail. Doesn't say when. uh, In Orange County. Which, is that in Florida? Because the well, most yeah, famous Orange County is in California. That's the one everybody usually means when they say Orange County, but it yeah, must have been uh, in Florida.
1: Yeah, there's also an Orange County Florida,
0: yeah. I mean, you would assume, because Florida, oranges. Um, yeah. Yeah, so, and he has a new court date set for September 2nd. So if he can... Uh, Hopefully he goes to that one. Yeah, let's, that, that's a stupid reason to get arrested, man. That is a really fucking dumb reason. Now, like, I've already accused Dan Math of not being the brightest spoon in the shed. But, I mean, come on. That's just complete laziness or negligence or whatever. Like, just go to court. It's a problem.
1: Here's some good news for you. I pulled up his Instagram to see if he, he didn't post anything about it. But he did post his next podcast guest. His next podcast guest. You ready?
0: I'm ready, Ben Bella. Wow, they didn't. Hearing him talk about so okay, <laughs> and that podcast is scheduled to record on September second. <laughs> <laughs> right, good
1: one. It's gonna um, be it's, it's it's gonna be out on Wednesday at six p.m. So tomorrow, but uh, yeah. So speaking of uh, Dan Mesa, uh, uh, so he had Josh. Is it Brendel? Basically, uh, the former Tough Enough winner, the Yeti, on mm-hmm. his show. And, dude, if you get a chance, uh, try, to, try to listen to some of it. Uh, it's freaking hilarious. So, Josh is basically just getting high about, like, the entire time. And they're just, talk, they're just talking stories. Um, and the funny thing is, so, Josh is trying to tell about, like, negative stories from NXT but he just can't remember anybody's name. So, so, I'm like, so I'm like, man, I'm dying to figure out who he's talking about. Like, even one of them, he was like, hey, Dan, remember that time we did that show in Florida when Finn worked that homie? And they're like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, little things like that. <laughs> uh, so he was talking about wrestler's court. He's, he's, he's like, what the fuck is wrestler's court? Like, so I think it, like, guys like him, maybe even Dan Mehta. They, they were probably fans maybe in the Attitude era. Or they saw a little bit when they were younger. But guys like that, you know, the, the football players, I feel like they're not really the hardcore fans. You know what I mean? They, right. they, they probably watch it. You know, they probably watch it a little when they're younger, but I feel like, you know, a lot of people would know what Restless court is, but nonetheless. So, so he was trying to describe it. He was like, uh, so Mark Henry's the judge. And then he's saying like, they're in some kind of room and like people are coming in and out and this and that. And, uh, he was saying he referred to um, I don't know if it was Bubba or Devon, but he referred to them. As, he goes and one of the Dudley Brothers comes in. Dudley Brothers, I <laughs> that was funny. Yeah, and then and then he was talking about this. The, there was this one guy who was super fucking mad and like uh, coming in, leaves the room. Then he storms back in and he's yelling and super angry at Josh. And he couldn't say his name, but he was like that one dude who always wore all the Hulk and Mania stuff. So I don't know. Your guess is as good as mine, but I'd like to hear who that was. But he kind of mentioned that there was, like, a, a line drawn in a locker room with the indie guys and the non-indie guys. You know, so we can, you know, imagine who that'd be. I guess he got released, uh, was it 2016? I don't know. So but this, is when they, this is when they started hiring. Or maybe, maybe they already had them, but I feel like that's when they really started getting big on hiring all the the big indie guys, you
0: know? Yeah.
1: Yeah. He referred to, uh, Matt Bloom as Humpty Dumpty put back together, which I thought was kind of funny. Uh, he kind of mocked triple H, I guess triple H cut some kind of, a some, uh, locker room promo and, and took a dig at, uh, at Josh's tweet. So, so he got the most he, he got before he got fired was that tweet re- referring to, um, what were they called? Social Outcast? Uh, was it Drew, Gender, and Heath? No, that's Three Man Bent. Yeah, that's Three <laughs> who's, Man Bent. Who's who was a Social Outcast?
0: Or? I don't even remember anymore. Oh, man. I have to look that up. I don't know. What? I was thinking Three Man Bent. Well, it might have No, it was, Heath Slater might have been one of them. Um, who else? Okay, here it
1: is. Yeah, Heath Slater was one of them. Curtis Axel... Bo Dallas and Adam Rose. Okay. The social right. outcasts. And uh, so Josh had posted a tweet one day while watching Raw. Because apparently he had just turned heel. So he was tweeting in character. And he referred to them as the social jobbers. And uh, he got mad heat for that. And I even remember uh, reading all these like angry t- tweets from veterans. And, and Josh, now, so Josh seems like a, like a really cool dude who should be liked by everyone. But, uh, just as we mentioned, like with Dan Matha, that doesn't work in wrestling with the politics Mm because, you know, he was just rubbing everybody the wrong way, you know, extra comfortable, if you will. Mm -hmm. Uh. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah,
0: Cause you don't, cause like if there really is, and it makes sense when you, especially when you say the line dividing the indie workers, meaning the wrestlers and the non-indie workers, meaning the other people that got forced into this somehow, um, That right there, that separation right there is probably, like, at the heart of it. So, you don't... Like, they're not going to feel like you have the right to make jokes like that uh, because you haven't really paid any dues kind of thing, you know? But you have to earn the right. If Randy Orton wants to tweet about people, and he can say whatever he wants because he's Randy Orton, but you can't have Josh the Yeti saying it when you ain't done shit, dude. You haven't even been on, like, developmental TV. You know? It's like... Uh, that that's just how it is. That's how they look at it, and I can't say I disagree with that. I mean, if Izzy's gonna have heat with you for being too comfortable, you gotta you gotta say that uh, Josh the Yeti's probably a little too comfortable as well.
1: You see, you think cause I, I you know when I I don't remember if they taught it so much in Rips class, but I remember in Southern California when I was training, they were really big on like teaching you respect. So if you don't already know, you're gonna learn. You know what I mean? But like mm-hmm. some like that tweet that Josh made, to me this is common
0: sense. But you know, Co- common or, sense or, meaning meaning don't do it. Yeah, yeah, don't do a tweet like that. You know,
1: but mm-hmm. maybe some people, you know, maybe these guys, these ex football players, these athletes that kind of just had success their whole life. Um, I'm not gonna say it was given to them, but you see a guy like Josh, and you know, you can tell. I mean, he's probably Gotta be check, you know, football star, this and that. Maybe they just, they, maybe they kind of lack that common sense on, you know, having to walk on eggshells at certain times. I don't know.
0: That, that too. And also it could be, um, I could see this too, where, you know, you're not like the other guys, meaning the wrestlers. So you maybe try to fit in, you know, it's like when guys learn the lingo and they just start using it too much but they're, they're probably trying to just fit in. You know what I mean? So they hear other guys talking like that. So they feel like that's what they have to do. And then when you do that, it, it has the opposite effect where you get heat because it's like, well, you haven't earned the right to talk like that. Or you have, you know what I mean? So they might be doing it from a place of just trying to be one of the boys, but you can't decide you're going to be one of the boys. Uh, they have to decide that you're accepted. You know, that's just, that's how it is in any kind of fraternity situation you have to be accepted by the group you don't give yourself a nickname the, the boys give you a nickname you know i didn't call myself the vet you know that was rip you know sergio somehow yeah. you stayed sergio the whole time but um you know most people had like a gimmick nickname and however people usually meet you that's what they call you if they you know what i mean if 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 they give you a nickname if you have a if you have a nickname um, the, everybody that's there, when you had that nickname is going to call you that nickname, they're not going to call you their your shoot name and they're not going to call you your working name. If it's different, um, the only people that would call you your working name are people that came after and that's all they know you as, you know, you don't go to, the yeah. undert- you don't go to the undertaker and be like, Hey, Mark, you know, you don't say that you call him taker or undertaker or whatever, <laughs> whatever you call him, sir, yeah. whatever, whatever you call him, but you don't just get to call him you know, whatever you can't, you can't call him mean Mark. Cause you were not born when he was doing that. You know, it's just like, you, you, there's, it's a, it's a thing that there, there's no like class where they sit down and teach it to you. Most people find out the hard way. Like you said, like you just, if you don't know, you're going to find out. Um, but it usually comes with like a little bit of heat. So. Yeah, true. Yeah. Mm. Some weird
1: business man. That reminded me too. you mentioned around me Yorton. Um, I didn't write this down, but did you see him, uh Tweeting at the Young Bucks.
0: Uh, I didn't I heard about it, but I didn't see it. What happened? It was pretty funny. So basically from Dynamite,
1: one of the Young Bucks, I want to say it was Matt, the brown hair one, he did the stage dive where he where he was diving on everyone. He did a front flip with only on his feet. And they, they bumped, but he didn't really like really hit anybody. Yeah. So like he he tweeted out, he was like, check out my sweet uh, something about his sweet dive or something. Right. And then Orton comments on it. He goes, yeah, but you didn't hit anybody." buddy.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah. yeah. Uh, and then I guess on Being the Elite, they did a little skit where they... They they did, they did something where they referenced uh, how boring Randy Orton is or something. So it was, it was kind of funny.
0: Yeah. Well, you know. So... Is that, uh, is that pretty much it for the news? Because I have a... I have a couple minor items, well, surprise okay, uh, items,
1: if you will. Yeah, those—that's all the actual news. News, I'm sure I'll have some stuff pop up throughout the
0: throughout okay. the reviews and stuff. But yeah, all right, we'll stay tuned for that. But uh, so, um, one of the news items is that uh, I don't know if you heard about this, but New Japan had to cancel one of their shows because one of the wrestlers had a fever when they did the temperature checks um and so they refunded everybody's money rather than uh go through with it you know they just weren't taking any chances so so they they canceled the show refunded the money everything i i don't guess that there's um any issue maybe it was just a fever unrelated to uh covid but uh nonetheless that happened and even if it was they're not going to tell you so you're never going to know um you
1: you think you just send the guy home uh, it's kind of weird to cancel the whole
0: show. Yeah, but, you know, it's like you don't find out till you get there that he had the fever. So if he's been in contact with the whole bus or whatever it is all day, then. Yeah, know. I guess. So just, just to play it safe. Because they, you know, they're the only ones running any shows right now with actual fans. So um, they're not going to take a chance on having to shut that down again, I guess. But uh, all the other shows are going on as scheduled. So. It must not have been a serious deal. And, and then, and in, in one other news, um, you probably saw that, uh, Shotzi got her car back, right?
1: Oh, uh, I didn't actually. I don't think I, I don't think I saw that.
0: Okay. So they showed, she posted a video where Jake Atlas gave her a ride. It was during one of the NXT tapings and the cops found her car. So, so she like left the TV tapings to go find it. Um, and you know so she gets back to the car she sees the car and they're like is this your car and she's like yeah and then she tells them like you know i just want to look in the trunk and see if i have my helmet and everything like that so you know long story short they popped the trunk and all her stuff was there including the helmet so it has a happy ending after all oh all right Interesting. and then and then um she also showed another picture that when Triple H found out that um, that that happened and her stuff got stolen, uh, he had made uh, for that for that taping. He had already had it made, like uh, a replacement helmet, like it had little horns on it and everything. So like I thought that was pretty cool, Triple H.
1: Yeah, I, I just see that part.
0: Yeah. Yeah, but she didn't need it because she got the real one. Um. So yeah. Uh, let's see. What are we talking about here? AEW dark is really nothing to, I mean, the only, the only note I had that was kind of weird. Cause it was just a bunch of straight up matches, uh, all squashes. And there was a, there was a match with Ricky Starks and he went over on Lee Johnson in this match. And after the match was over, Wardlow came out and gave, uh, like he, Told, he told Lee Johnson to get up, and then he gave him like a um, an MJF 2020 button. So he pinned, he oh, pinned nice. the he pinned the button to his trunks, and then Wardlow just like walked away. So it's like, okay, what was that about? Huh. Um, so yeah, that's that. And then uh, as far as the uh, the Deadly Draw tournament, um, you know, they had their their matches, and so it's going to be. On this, I believe it's this Saturday's episode, it's going to be Nightmare Sisters versus Ivelisse and Diamante for the, uh, the finals and the championship or whatever. They are doing a tag team championship, right? Is this for a championship? Yeah, it's for the women tag team titles. Okay. so
1: One what I, what I thing I like about Dark is uh, when you pull it up on YouTube, they have every match linked. So you, you, don't, you don't have to watch the show or fast forward. You can just click on yes. what you want to see. So I, did, I, so I did, so I watched the Ricky Starks promo, which was good, and I, and I checked out, uh, I remember uh, I saw Jesse Sorensen on him, oh, I remember that guy from Impact, you remember him? No. Oh, really? Yeah, Jesse Sorensen was in TNA for a while, back in the day, um, I want to say he was there when like Bischoff's kid was there, maybe during the Bischoff-Hogan era or something, but he ended up like, breaking his neck or something, and like... Mm. Uh, there was like some, there was like some issues with a lawsuit against TNA. The next thing I know, I saw him do some like NXT matches, just like some jobs. Um, and yes, yeah, so I saw him here. It's like, just wanted to see how, how he looked basically.
0: Yeah. How did he look? He went the same.
1: Yeah. All
0: right. He was in a tag match, right? Or was he in the handicap match?
1: Yeah. The handicap match against, um, oh, against uh, Lance Arch. Archer. Yeah. yeah.
0: Yep. Well, uh, good for him. Glad uh, his neck isn't broken anymore. So. I did,
1: uh, Oh, on a, on a side note, I did because I had Impact recorded uh, every week. But I don't really check it out. But I'm, I'm like, let me, I'm gonna fast forward. Or actually, no. I played it because I wanted to see if EC3 cut a promo. And as I'm watching it, the, I don't want to say the show was good, but the way the show was structured, I actually checked out every single segment. Um, so, like, what they, they do a good job on, like, making everything fast-paced. Kind of, like, almost like what Raw's doing right now, but quicker. The matches are really quick. They're doing a lot of backstage stuff. It looks like a reality show. So, because I, I heard good things about Impact. um, I, I guess they're doing the best they can with the talent they have. But as far as the show is, like, structured, like, it's actually a pretty fast-paced, entertaining show. So, I wanted to put that up.
0: Yeah, I kind of wondered about that. But you know, no matter how fast, slow, what talent they have or what talent they don't, um, it's still got Josh Matthews and Madison Rain on commentary, so
1: Yeah, they don't really have anybody there that really sticks out. Uh, Ace Austin looks pretty good. I don't know how small he is, but he has like really good promos. He's kind of unique. You know you may have seen him in eight and MLW. You know who
0: that is? Yes. Yeah, I've seen he's awesome.
1: Yeah, yeah. Other than that, they really their women's division's good. I mean, they have Jessica Havoc. Jordan Grace, who so I like, Ace Austin. Awesome. Other than that, there's not really anybody that really sticks out. You
0: know, <laughs> do you just put Ace Austin in the women's division?
1: <laughs>
0: uh. Yeah. So, well, hey, you know, if you can check out um, Impact, go ahead. I can't. I don't have that channel. Uh, so I think right here is a good spot to take a break. And we'll come back and we'll talk about A.W. Dynamite. So this episode had tag team appreciation night, Sergio. Are you ready to appreciate some tag teams on this on this great night one week ago?
1: Yeah, no, did they build that? Because I didn't know that until the show started. Was that I don't know if that was a last-minute thing, or...
0: They probably said it um, in the previous episode going to a commercial break or something. Okay. Or you know that, you know that spot in the show where they talk about the matches they're going to have next week? Maybe. Maybe yeah. like that. Yeah, maybe. Um, well, the first thing I notice about this episode is that there's no fake crowd noise this time. So everyone is welcome. It's only because I called it out and embarrassed them that, uh, they saw the light and decided to go back to just not trying too hard. Um, they finished the unfinished belt and they also dug up Mike Kyoto to be a referee. Um, so this was, uh, this was, this was the Cody versus, um, Scorpio sky right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, somehow he beats Scorpio sky faster than he beats all those other indie jobbers. And, uh, and now we know what's next for guys. Once uh, Moxley gets through with them, they get shit out and fed to Cody. So, (laughs) so Brody Lee will be the next challenger in line for the, uh, TNT championship. Now that it's finished, what do you think of the finished championship? First of all,
1: uh, I think it's fine. I'm not, I've never really been one to really... like. Uh, I know there's the Bells gate criticism, but I've never, I've never really, really been one that really cares. I you know, so I don't really notice it either way. I will say this is the second week in a row where Cody was total babyface. So he wasn't doing anything heelish.
0: Hmm. Do you think that's part of our influence as well, that we're shaming him into stop, stopping attacking people for no reason, viciously? I
1: think, I think they're setting up his heel turn to be more subtle even though it was settled already, but people, you know, the internet, they're already talking about the full horse rumors and whatnot. So maybe, maybe, uh, I'm sure he'll turn at some point, but yeah, just to make
0: it less obvious or something. I don't know. what did you think of this match?
1: Uh, I thought it was all right. Uh, I expected more from it because they're both really good. I just, I expected a better match, but it was kind of just a basic, you know, as you mentioned, you know, kind of quick.
0: And he let uh, Scorpio sky kick out of a crossroads which i don't know has, has anyone done that yeah maybe i was surprised
1: have. by that. maybe i guess that was kind of a that did that did kind of surprise me
0: all right well here's another surprise ftr finally turns well i wouldn't say heel but they're just competitors after all um <laughs> but but they they turn on they turn on the rock and roll express i guess Uh, during this tag team appreciation thing, which was just a very awkward thing of these two, these two current tag teams standing with these two older tag teams, that being the rock and roll express and Tully and Arn, uh, we're sitting there with, uh, FTR and the young bucks and they're all just like glad handing each other for a little bit. And then, you know, eventually it was just a bunch of weird shit. Like, uh, in the same breath they say that um, the the revival says that pro wrestling is the greatest sport in the world and that they're marks for Tully and Arn. So they're using insider lingo in the middle of talking about pro wrestling is the greatest sport. Just kind of, you know, this is, this is all the same stuff I've always been saying. Um, why did, why did Sean Spears come out?
1: Uh, well, because uh, he got hit in the face, but well, no, actually, no, he came out before he got hit in the face. Um, yeah. So I, I, I popped big for this segment. Um,
0: big, I, like, uh, I like
1: it. Was, yeah, it was like perfectly orchestrated. So basically, we have to... I think he came out because we have to kind of... We're questioning if they're all on cahoots, which I think they are, obviously, you know, including Cody, Cody and Arn. Um, but it was all a setup for what happened, basically. And, and I thought it was perfectly executed. I liked the I liked how uh, one of the FTR guys hurt his knee, but it wasn't it was real like it almost looked real because it was so small the way he did it, and then yeah, I just thought, I thought it was cool man uh, this was my favorite segment of the night, of the week.
0: Well, you, you still didn't explain why Sean Spears came out there.
1: Uh, well maybe because well I mean if you want to try to break down the logic, Arn did Arne brought him up, um. And they were, they were talking about Sean Spears. They brought his name up, you know, alluding to the beef that uh, they've had with Cody. And that's, I think mean, that's what caused Sean to come out. And that's what made Arn leave. He didn't want to have any beef.
0: Yeah, that, none of that seemed awkward to you. Because you're saying it went off perfectly. I'm saying the opposite. I, I thought the whole thing was just, it didn't make sense. It was almost like somebody, somebody messed up. I mean... When I say, why did he come out there? I'm not saying, like, why did he walk out there? I'm like, what was the purpose of him being out there? Because he didn't do anything. Like, you would think he would be out there to start something or be involved in something. He, I don't think Sean Spears touched anyone.
1: Well, he was kind of holding totally back from, from getting physical with the Rock and Roll Express, which caused the, the distraction for FCR to hit him, hit him from the backside.
0: Well, yeah, but the ricky morton punched him in the face with it without being provoked so the baby faces quote unquote started it when he when he when uh ricky morton threw that punch so it's like what is everybody doing here this, this whole thing was a mess um i'm glad it was your favorite segment but this wasn't a great yeah. show to begin with so that's probably very easy to be um
1: That's Um, one of my favorite things about AEW is I like how they have the different generations all intermingled on the show, you know, with, you know, totally and R and we have Jake the snake and I think that's really cool. I like how they do that.
0: Well, I I like it a lot more if they did something that meant anything with it. But as far as that, it's almost like it's the same thing as the WWE. They're just, they bring these old guys and they just parade them out there, but they don't really do anything. Uh, Sometimes they do, but I mean, it's just, I don't know, man. It's a waste. It shows how uncreative they are. Like this is the best they could come up with. You had all these guys, and what really happened? Um, Let's talk about Jericho's jacket. That fucking shit kicker jacket. Is it even more orange than before? Like, is it does this keep getting darker orange? Does he keep spilling orange juice on it or something? I don't think orange juice stains that color. By the way, Uh, that that would that would look. That would look like, um, like Kool-Aid or something would make a stain like that. Uh, so yeah. Um, so I asked this question, um, when Mark was filling in for you when you were sick, but the question was for you, but I asked him anyways. Um, so I'll ask you now, um, do you prefer skirt and suspenders Hikaroshita, or do you prefer Warrior Bikini Hikaroshita? Hmm,
1: I'd have to see them both side by side. I guess whichever has less,
0: whichever one has less clothing, I would probably prefer. <laughs> I think it's kind of a toss-up. I think the clothing is just in different areas. Oh, huh. yeah. Well, anyway, we'll call it a drop Uh. Anyway, she's in this match with somebody named Heather Monroe. Um, and Heather Monroe says, this is your champ? This is embarrassing after 10 seconds of being on top in the match. Um, what's embarrassing is actually how uh, her singlet doesn't fit her weird-shaped body. Um, but anyways, yeah, so she goes over here real quickly. And um, then we have uh, Jericho versus Orange Cassidy, part two. Um, And my only note here is, does one or both of these guys not know how to do a dragon screw leg whip? Because it just looked like they were doing weird stuff and falling down. um, Trying to get that
1: move. One of the spots they kind of boshed, they covered it up pretty nicely, though. I don't remember which one it was. I I didn't like this match very much.
0: Yeah, it just wasn't uh just really I'm wasn't not really,
1: that. I'm not really I'm pretty sure you you agree. We're, I don't think we're, we're necessarily Orange Cassidy fans. Like I I get it. I I get why he's popular. I see the appeal, but he's not really for me. And and, and you're probably the same way, I would imagine.
0: Uh yeah, I just um there's there's a there's a ceiling to what this character can do. And I think he's already come up against it pretty early on. Cuz yeah, once you yeah. The first time you're in a serious match where you're actually having a match and not doing your, you know, sloth routine, then it doesn't make sense that you would go back to the sloth routine at any point, you know. It's like why would you especially you get to a point where it's personal? Like just because you're lazy doesn't mean that you forget to be mad at somebody that's done you some wrong in the past. It's just it doesn't make sense. So, uh but yeah, I, I don't know. There's really nothing. I got nothing to say about this match. It's just kind of the whole thing is just kind of meh to me. Um, this whole show is kind of meh to me. uh Did you have anything else to comment on the rest of the show? Anything I didn't cover? Because I didn't make a lot of notes here.
1: Yeah. Uh, well, the MJF promo was good as usual. Sure. Uh, that that uh, Jake the Snake Lance Archer promo was weird. I don't. I don't understand why uh, Lance Archer ripped his shirt off and just exposed the old,
0: out of shape Jake the Snake. Right, which was it kind of weird. <laughs> just, just because his catchphrase was written on his back for some reason. Well, that made no sense whatsoever. It made zero sense, and, and it made and it made Jake the Snake look kind of like silly,
1: which also doesn't make sense. So yeah. you know, that was weird.
0: Yeah, there's, there's got to be a filter on this crap. Yeah. Um
1: and that's all I got for the show
0: alright well let's move on then let's talk about NXT and what they do so um so the opening thing was this um I guess we'll, we'll just go right cross. to the yeah cross cross has a match right with somebody yeah uh this? um
1: Danny Birch. Danny Birch. okay good, that was
0: good match uh, yeah i guess uh so but the main point is really had nothing to do with danny birch has to do with keith lee coming out and wanting him to sign the contract so um he signs a contract and somehow puts a fireball in the contract so that when keith lee opens it back up the fireball goes in his face and then in five seconds so like i counted i rewound it and counted just to make sure In five seconds from the fireball blowing up in his face, there was six referees, two medical professionals, and some guy in a hat. Um, Five seconds. Uh, So, you know, I just thought that going along with what I've been saying each week about how there's no consistency in when the officials hit the ring to protect somebody or to aid somebody and when they don't. You know, you can have Randy Orton take his time murdering Ric Flair, but, you know, if, if one guy gets, you know, one of those cheesy fireballs in the face from the 80s, they got all these people just immediately hit the ring. Like, you would have had to have been on your way to the ring to get there that fast. So, yeah. yeah. I'm pretty
1: intrigued by this match uh, to, me, to, to, a lesser, to a much lesser extent, but to me this is almost like Warrior Hogan. It's like, damn, who's, who's going to win? You know who's gonna go over and how, like, you know, with Keith Lee and Cross. I'm pretty uh I'm I'm pretty excited and intrigued by by that match. But I like I like both guys pretty equally too, you know.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It's nice when you don't know.
1: Yeah. Uh I can't imagine Cross losing right now. I feel like he's I predict Cross is is gonna win that match. That's my prediction.
0: Okay. Um so uh I guess Adam Cole is just a competitor after all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because this promo was not a babyface promo at all. And yeah. jumping jumping guys that were already having a match uh is not wasn't it was this the one that was like Killian Dane and or was that somebody yeah. else?
1: Yeah, no, it was Killian Dane and Drake Maverick. And
0: okay, you know, that, that, that threw
1: me off. I was like,
0: what? Right. So once again, and it, maybe it's because like it might have been one of those things where the way they the way we looked at it uh the previous week where Pat McAfee ends up kicking Adam Cole and all that stuff uh it might have played out differently if there were actual fans in the audience, you know? Cuz the fans are used to booing Adam Cole. I mean, they still they, they kind of like everybody there, but you know. Mm-hmm. Uh they play along where they're supposed to. So it might have had a different um feeling with fans actually there. They might have just laughed at Adam Cole getting his comeuppance. Um, but Cole is definitely playing the heel in this, this week's episode. So it, either they don't know what they're doing or they know exactly what they're doing. But I'm not sure which. Yeah, NXT,
1: they, I think they typically seem like they know what they're doing. So we'll see. You know, as good of a wrestler Jake Mavic is, I feel like he's just so much better as as a heel manager, you know? So so I'm watching him come out and wrestle as a babyface, and he's good, but I'm like, man, he's just better at his other role, you know?
0: Yeah, he shouldn't be in the ring at all.
1: No, I don't think so.
0: Um,
1: like, come on, didn't anybody see him at Impact? He was doing some good stuff over there.
0: Yeah. Well, he was having matches in Impact, too, so that's the other problem. He's Uh, basically...
1: He, he, whatever Robert uh, Stone is doing is basically what
0: Jake Maverick should be doing. I think. Cause... Yeah, I'll go with that. So, by any chance, did Dolph Ziggler train Indy Hartwell? Because I was noticing that for a five minute match, three chin locks for Heat is quite a lot. It seems very familiar to me. Uh, maybe no, he, she, he, she most likely,
1: been... he most likely banged her,
0: but I don't know about training. Oh. Yeah. Well, it could have been gender, too, either way. Um, Mia Yim wins with a submission That the announcers call unique And I call not real <laughs> I don't know what the hell she thought that thing was But it didn't look very painful at all And she just made it up Um, Now They had a vignette with Io Shirai with, About her upcoming match uh, With Dakota Kai And I loved this vignette This to me is what pro wrestling is Um, this is exactly what these type of things should be, uh, just in terms of the way, the way it plays out, what was said, um, walking a line between talking about, talking about the reality of the work, you know, like my favorite part was where she said, I just see, when I see you, I just see that girl that was scared of Shayna Baszler, you know, which obviously she wasn't really scared of Shayna Baszler. I mean, she might be, but you know, that was the character supposed to be scared um and that's like not only is that a good character thing to say um but it's also a good thing to uh to acknowledge past angles that you've done you know it makes it seem like the opposite of how the wwe usually treats things which is like oh no one will remember that you know so i was a big fan of this vignette I know you're a big fan of Io Shirai. Did you like the vignette?
1: Yeah, I did like it. I also liked the uh, English subtitles with
0: her mm-hmm. speaking in Japanese.
1: I thought that was cool. Uh, mm-hmm. It was good, yeah.
0: Yeah. So um, we have uh, Casey Catanzaro and Caden Carter as a new team, I guess. They have a lot of K sounds in there. Um, and they have matching gear. Uh, what do you think of this team? I know you like Casey, but.
1: Yeah, I, I'd rather see Casey on her own, but nonetheless. So, yeah, it's all right.
0: Mm, looks like another new team, maybe Shotzi Blackheart and Rhea Ripley, because uh, yeah. they come out. Um, we do another at home with the Kroger couple vignette where they <laughs> do more weird, weird promos in their house. Was that the in your house house? <laughs> It had a picture of Doc Hendricks in there, so I was wondering. Huh.
1: Is Gargano going to be in that triple? Is he going to be in that North American title match?
0: I think he has. Doesn't he have to have a match with somebody else first?
1: Uh, I'm not sure. So i I'm like, why is he climbing a ladder? Is he hanging something up, or is he practicing for his match? You know, he's you know he's, he's on the ladder. So, okay, so takeovers is Saturday, so I'm confused. Well, we'll get to that
0: later, I guess. But yeah. There's supposed to be, I think there's supposed to be more matches tonight to settle that whole thing. But I really uh, haven't been paying idiot. attention.
1: It is tonight. I, for some reason, I forgot about NXT tonight. And I'm thinking I was confused about takeover, but that makes sense. Okay.
0: Yeah, there's still one more chance. But the last, uh, I mean, the triple threat match they had on this episode was um, it was going to be Kushida and Cameron Grimes. Versus a mystery opponent, which was who? Who? Velveteen Dream. Velveteen Dream. The returning Velveteen Dream. That's right. There was, stu-
1: there was speculation of uh, if he was going to even return at all.
0: Right. Um, but he's back. And he was only gone because of a car accident, according to Triple H, and no other reasons.
1: <laughs> well, speaking of other reasons, uh, did you hear... Uh, did you hear the story on the dude that came out about him recently? No. So I guess after Dream appeared on the show, this guy came out on Twitter saying how disappointed he was with WWE uh, for doing this because I think I, I guess this is the guy. This guy, this is a guy. So I was wondering, too. I wasn't sure who Velveteen Dream was hitting up, if it was boys or girls or both. Because, you know, I'm, I, don't, I don't know. Not that it matters, but I was kind of curious as to you know, who he's talking to, it turned out it was a, it was a dude. And uh, this was a guy that allegedly was uh, texting Velveteen Dream. Uh, Dream was saying something like, hey, you know, if you're in the area, let's, let's hang out, but don't tell anybody. And I guess the, the, the dude was like 17. Uh, but keep in mind, too, I mean, I, I know it's still illegal, but mind you, Dream, how old is Dream, like
0: 22, 23? I don't know. He's really young, too. But, um, yeah, so that's that. Yeah, well, I saw three, three of his alleged text conversations, three separate ones with different people, and there was, there was like male and females in those.
1: And they're all underage?
0: I believe so. Yeah, it's a little weird. Well, it's Velveteen Dream, and he's weird. But none of that matters, because it's grime time, baby. It's grime. Cameron Grimes. Oh, God. You don't want take man. Oh, sorry. The, the Grimes
1: promo. Oh, it's just—it's awful. I—I I, almost—I almost feel like it's intentionally awful. He's supposed to annoy us. You, you think that's that's that the gimmick?
0: It could be. Like, I think he's trying to do a very stereotypical wrestler promo and be extra southern and just annoying. And he—he rhymes. He's rhyming in the promo. <laughs> so I think he's just trying to get heat, which is why I'm just like, I don't know. Is he? Is Cameron Grimes growing on me? Do I like him? Ironically. Is he so bad that I find him entertaining? Uh does he know exactly what he's doing? Is he manipulating me? Me, the vet of all people? <laughs> I can't be sure. But much like not knowing who's going to win between Keith Lee and uh and Cross, these are the things that make this um an entertaining television show. Uh so yeah, so that that's that's what I have here. Um I don't know if I missed anything you'd like to go over or any other comments.
1: No, I don't, I don't think there was much else to talk about as far as that show goes.
0: You don't want to take him one more chance to admit that you like Cameron Grimes secretly?
1: So, like, I don't mind his matches because, you know, he's, he's, he's good in the ring. Um, but, yeah, I don't know, man. Uh, his, he's kind of just, uh, I don't know, his promos, I don't think like, really do him any favors. But, like I said, too, I'm confused. Maybe that's the gimmick. You know, maybe he's supposed to be annoying.
0: How about the top hat? Does that work for you? Nah, that's that's never really working. Really? Oh, all right. Um, all right. So speaking of not working for us, SmackDown. Um, <laughs> so just as I have been, Big E reminds us that he's been a singles, and um, apparently he's also been a preacher, <laughs> because he's in full uh sermonizing mode in this promo here which i can just i can just hear that this is Vince McMahon telling him he needs to do this you know like he needs to sound like a civil rights leader or something you know like he's doing an i have a dream speech here you know and yeah, i don't, I don't much, like it man. i don't like his promos dude i i i don't because we know biggie can do a a great promo that doesn't sound anything like this so it's just very annoying. I I I just know that this is Vince McMahon. I know it. I know it. Uh, that makes sense. It's okay. Like, I like when he does that, like, a little bit. Like, when he gives you just, like, a little taste of it, the preacher voice. But most of the time, I think he's very, he's charismatic enough he can do it. He can do quiet. He can do normal. You know, he can do just uh, sarcastic. Um, you know, there's so many things Big e can do. And to just to just do basically like what John Cena does is just really fucking annoying to me. Uh, <laughs> so, you know what I mean about that? Like when John Cena goes into preacher mode and yeah, when, he's, yeah. when he tries to get fired up in his promos and he just sounds like he's at a sermon or something, like he's in a Baptist church. It's like, yeah, shut exactly. the fuck up, yeah. John Cena. Shut the fuck up, dude. <laughs> God. Um, so this is great. So right off, right off the bat, retribution runs in, you know, you know, from last week when they cut the cut, they ended the show, cutting off, uh, cutting the ropes with a chainsaw. And, um, and so they, they do that. And then all of a sudden this week, they're interrupting a uh, biggie and John Morrison's match. And, you know, they, they escape untouched again, even though they go through the whole, basically raw underground sitting outside the ring, doesn't touch them um so yeah more, more to, dumb bullshit i
1: was trying to count there's a lot of them uh, did you get a number like eight or something
0: no there was definitely more though than before you know the funny
1: the funny thing is when they finally, oops, when they finally get revealed that's why we just gonna do like four of them
0: <laughs> right yeah where were all those other people well it's that's like dude i'm still waiting for that other member of legatos del fantasma you know, there there <laughs> yeah. has to be a fourth member. There has to be. Because the first time that anybody got kidnapped, there was two people. So even if one of those people was uh was uh, Santos Escobar that kidnapped uh Walking Wild or whichever one got kidnapped first, um that, that was still another person driving there with them. So who was that guy? You know? Anyway. Maybe he's one maybe he's one of the guys that got released. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, okay, so I was thinking like with the retribution thing, the only way that this would matter is if these were people that got released and are coming back. Otherwise who the hell would ever do this? And what is the, or, what is, does what the word retribution mean in this case? Unless it's something like we're, we're getting retribution for you firing us. So if it wasn't like a, he Slater, it would have to be guys that like went to other shows and came, you know what I mean? Like, it'd have to or be, just, like, uh, Matt Cardona, Heath Slater. Like, if, if, if it's not those guys, then who gives a shit? Well, it'd have to be,
1: or maybe disgruntled employees. Like, you know, guys who are sitting around doing nothing. Like, you know, you can have a Bo Dallas, uh, I don't know, those kind of guys.
0: Well, those are the, those are, there's plenty of people sitting around doing nothing. They're the same people that sit around and do nothing when Retribution comes out. You know? Okay. Yeah. Uh... Yeah, so speaking of
1: retribution, so, you know, uh, so WB is having a payback or pay-per-view called Payback. Is it a week or two weeks after SummerSlam? I think it's like a week later, which is ridiculous, right? You hear about that?
0: Oh, well, you know, I I always look forward to Payback every year. It's one of my favorite pay-per-views of the year as part of the six. (laughs) Yeah.
1: (laughs) So, but I'm like, man, they couldn't have done this with live crowds. You're not going to have a pay-per-view two weeks in a row. But uh, they're, they're saying that there's, there's some kind of experiment that they're doing, um, and that supposedly something can happen at SummerSlam or some kind of fallout, maybe involving retribution, which is going to lead to payback, which will be like a week later. Sunday, August 30th. That's not payback. Is it? When's SummerSlam this week? Yeah. Okay. The twenty third. Okay, yeah. So payback is literally a week later.
0: <laughs> Fuck. That's stupid. Yeah. Well, who cares? What's the difference anyway? You know? Yeah, true. I mean, like, you think if they're gonna have a big a big show,
1: they try to elevate Raw or SmackDown with it, but I don't know.
0: Yeah, no, they don't think like that. Uh so um Asuka wins a battle royal here for the number one contendership for um I guess it's Bailey's championship, and uh, then she attacks. um, Well, I'm going to call. I'm going to hear here to for uh, or henceforth. I'm going to refer to Bailey and Sasha as Banksley. And so yeah, so she attacks him, and um, Pat Buck comes in and breaks it up. And um, well, he he gropes Oscar here. What Uh, was up with his
1: ridiculous outfit, dude? You saw him wearing. So he's already got the. I don't know what he's got. An orange hair. And he had red pants on. You notice that?
0: Yep. Well, how could I not?
1: I'm like, I'm like, dude, like, uh, maybe he's trying to, maybe he's trying to stand. Knowing Pat Buck, he's probably trying to stand out, but I don't yeah. think it's, it's, it's in a good way. It's not, a, it's not a good
0: way. Well, yeah, uh-huh. he's definitely trying to stand out, but like, against who? There's nobody else there. He's the only one there. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, which one of these referees is wearing red pants? So.
1: Yeah. He just looked
0: kind of goofy. Well, that's that's the man's life. That's who he is. Um, you know what else doesn't look great? Uh Mandy Rose's skin on her chest. You know, uh it looks like a leather couch. I mean, I've been noticing this for a long time now, but it's very noticeable in this particular promo that she's doing because it's front and center and it's HD. And so these are the dangers of suntanning kids. Uh you don't want to do it too much, you don't want to overdo it, otherwise you'll get a skin like a leather couch like Mandy, who is otherwise pretty perfect. Hmm. Hmm. Um so what do you think about AJ hiring Joseph Park to stand around?
1: I yeah, think that's kind of cool. Joseph Park is kind of a
0: kind of entertaining. Yeah. Um
1: I'm not so, a fan uh, of AJ getting into a program with Jeff Hardy,
0: though. Oh, well, don't you worry, man. Jeff's going to go from DUI to IC champ in just under a year. Mark <laughs> my words. Yeah. Uh. In, in just two years, though, um, Shinsuke Nakamura goes from main event matches at WrestleMania to jobbing to Grand Metalik on a random SmackDown. How do you feel about that?
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm... Emotionally, I, I don't really care either way, but it doesn't make either. It's not like, okay, here's the deal Grand, Mar- Grand Metal League isn't going to get any more over than he is. So, what's, what's the point? He's going to win a couple matches, and then he's probably going to disappear again. You know, that's the that's limit to his character.
0: I don't know, man. Maybe they could just ride this all the way to the top. Maybe yeah, Grand pulls- Medal League is the next big thing. You ever you ever consider that? Fuck Ridge yeah. Holland. What about Grand Medal League? <laughs>
1: Yeah, Grandma Malik grandma is good. You know, if, if he pulls the mask off and starts cutting
0: some uh, English
1: promos and maybe gets kind of jacked, uh, you know, we'll see.
0: <laughs> yeah, if he gets <laughs> over and changes everything about what got him over, sure. Yeah, exactly. It's like everybody's telling Big E to do. Or well, everything um, that got him
1: over was just his in-ring stuff, you know, if you want to call it over. He's the king he's of the had, ropes. He had a, yeah, he hasn't shown any pr- – he can still do all the rope stuff. because you know.
0: Well, if you really want to be somebody in wrestling, you gotta especially in the WWE, you gotta have like at least three nicknames. You know, and he's only got one, so he still needs two more. Oh, yeah. You gotta be like Seth Rollins, like, you know, the architect, the Messiah, um, you know, that kind of stuff. You gotta have like three names. Uh I noticed that in his backstage thing, Cesaro used the phrase insubordinate and churlish. So that means someone on the writing team is a fan of Key and Peel. Um, I love King Peel Yeah. Well, did you catch that? I didn't know. Oh, okay. Um, and so besides Grand Metal League being the next big thing, Kalisto's back with abs. He brought his abs with him this time. Oh, huh. are you are you excited that Kalisto's back? Yeah, I, I don't oh, mi- no. I don't
1: mind. I, I like I like to let you guys better when they're when they're doing tag matches. I'm a fan of cruiserweight tag teams. So, like, when they're you know, heavyweights, I think those matches are pretty fun to watch. But individually, uh eh.
0: Well, the house party is a full house once again. That's that's the main thing. Um, Yeah, there was some other shit here at the end, I think, with Braun Strowman and Alexa Bliss. I'm just, like, not paying attention to this stuff. It's so shitty that I just can't be bothered. But do you have any thoughts on it?
1: Well, it's funny because now
0: that Alexa Bliss is involved,
1: I'm actually partially interested in this angle now because I thought it was interesting. I'm curious as to what's happening. Like, Braun, it almost, Bron seemed like the face in this segment and the Fiend seemed like, I'm sorry, Braun seemed like the heel and the Fiend seemed like a face in this segment. You know, Braun was kind of being a dick to Alexa. Alexa's starting to fall for the Fiend. So to me, that has me, it has me kind of intrigued. I kind of want to see where they're going to go with this. I'm going to assume Alexa and the Fiend are, maybe going to be put together I and mean, we will find out this Sunday, but yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm partially interested.
0: Well, whatever it takes to get Sergio interested in SmackDown. Yeah. Um, yeah. Any other, uh, notes on the show overall? You just watch the clips, I assume.
1: Yeah. I kind of just, uh, went through the clips. Is Matt Riddle wrestling Baron Corbin at SummerSlam? I'm assuming.
0: I mean, why not? Yeah. I bet, you know, I
1: bet it would actually be a pretty good match.
0: Okay. Matt has, has Matt Riddle gone through all five jobbers? Because yeah. I think he might be jumping the line a little bit. Mm. So, yeah, so we'll go to Raw then. Um, so, in this intro, you know, the normal uh, then, now, forever intro, they like rewind it and they like flip it upside down. So, it's like Retribution's messing with the intro. But even with the rewinding, it has that fake rewind noise that like, you know, that kind of thing, uh, which is like, okay, really? Um, and then you got, you come on the air and Tom Phillips is like apologizing for technical difficulties. Well, why would he have seen that? Uh, and then retribution takes over the production truck and forces the show off the air. Okay. So that's how you start the show. Basically. And then they come back from break like nothing happened. So I mean, what what are we supposed to do with this? What are you thinking when you're watching this? Are you just I like, think... "Uh, it is what it is. You know, I'm used to it. I I I'm used to pro wrestling. This is just this is just wrestling, you know." Is that is that what you're thinking or do you actually have are
1: are you yeah, are I'm even pretty... you
0: getting fed up with this crap?
1: Uh, no, like you said, I'm used to it, man. But uh I just, as we mentioned the last couple weeks, you know, instead of promoting them as some group within WWE, they should be more like, who the hell are these guys? Like, the NWO or so. you know what I mean? Because, like, you can't be an employee and just be fucking the place up and fucking up the show. I'm sure it's leading to something, but, you know, whatever, you know, probably SummerSlam, something. Because now we have, all right, now the WWE guys are kind of getting together, heels and faces, and they're kind of like, you know, fuck like these Retribution guys. So I feel like it's leading to something. Some type of Survivor Series-style type gimmick or something. I don't know.
0: But, but I mean, yeah, okay, fine. But, but let's talk about this, though. What happened to them? Like, they, they took over the truck, and then what? W- yeah. w- w- where'd they go? They, they don't even explain it? They don't even want to say what happened? Like, okay, we called the police and scared them off or something? Just anything. You could have mentioned anything. It's just, but- it's silly, you know? It's silly. When the NWO were taking over, it was like... We
1: took it seriously and it was and it was good. Whatever these guys are doing, this is the complete opposite. You know, it's almost ridiculous.
0: Well, when the NWO, when the NWO took over, they took over. You know, they showed up, they took over, and then they stayed there. If they ran, if they ran Eric Bischoff and Bobby Heenan and those guys away from the announce desk, they sat down on the announce desk and put the headset on and started talking. Yeah, yeah. They didn't just go to commercial and then come back and like oh, here's uh, a mean Mike Enos versus Dean Malenko. (laughs) This (laughs) this is like, what, you know, come on. It's fucking, oh my God. It's just so annoying, man. It doesn't matter how many like LED boards and pyros and lasers and shit that you put in that in that building, whatever, you're still going to be doing this stupid shit. So
1: I will say the one thing I do appreciate about it is, especially for Raw, is they're throwing a lot of things at us. So like this, you know what I mean? So we got Retribution, then we got Hurt Business, then we got Row Underground, then we got Drew and Randy. So it's like a lot of like, and I, and I, and I like that. Like, I think, I think it's the best put together show right now because they're not wasting too much time on, on anything if they're just throwing, throwing a lot of shit at us, you know?
0: Well, let me ask you this. You got all of those different things going on and how come none of the, none of the paths are crossing?
1: Uh, well, they kind of are. I mean, her business did call out retribution. Her uh, business has been getting involved in RAW Underground, so they are kind of intertwining. You know, we even have a, you know, uh, we'll 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 get to it. But Apollo's crew, uh, you know, pun intended. Uh, you know, so there's a lot of, you know, that's 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 why I like factions, you know, and, and groups. You know, it gives everyone a chance to be on TV and do something. Uh, yeah, yeah.
0: Well, anyways, when. When Drew McIntyre's in the back doing his corny trying to rally the troops speech or whatever, and you have the roster sitting there and you just kind of look at it and you see just how sad this actually is. Um, when you look at who they have on raw, I mean, obviously some of the people aren't there. Like Orton wasn't there, but you're just kind of like, this is the roster. You know, I think SmackDown might even have a better roster, but they just have a worse show. Um, uh, what is uh? Who is this bachelor whore that just keeps oh, showing her? up there? Yeah, I was like, gonna what ask the, you. What is the point of her? Yeah, did she work there? Is she like a
1: backstage announcer or something? Like what? It... Did she even win the no, Bachelor?
0: No. I mean, is she just somebody from the show? I, I don't even, I don't know anything. I don't know, man. I don't either. You're talking about the blonde chick, right? Yeah, Demi yeah, yeah. Demi something. Yeah, I don't know, man.
1: Maybe, maybe yeah. it's Ivar's real life girlfriend or
0: something. Yes. Sure. <laughs> well, which one is uh Okay, yeah. One of them is one of them's with Mary uh, married to uh what's Sarah her name? Logan. Sarah yeah. Logan. Yeah, if she's not in retribution, I'm gonna be very disappointed. Remember how uh, WB was gonna rehire
1: guys for a fraction of their original contracts? Yeah. I wonder if anyone took them up on it. Like maybe Curtis Axel was one of the guys. We we can see the B team again. <laughs>
0: can't wait Um, (laughs) so uh bringing people back um mickey james so no entrance no reintroduction no nothing just get the jobber already in the ring when they come back from break type thing even though you've been gone for months um, Natalia and Lana are apparently a team now. What the fuck is this? What is going on here? Well, they've been they've been doing the Natalia the Italia Lana thing for weeks now. It just hasn't really been.
1: They haven't given it much time.
0: I'm pretty. They, they they I think they've been absent from entire episodes multiple times. I've barely seen them at all.
1: Yeah, they've done a yeah they have, but they've done a couple of backstage segments, little things like alluding to they're going to be doing something. We still don't even know what that is.
0: Yeah. Um, let's it's see. Like, it's
1: like it's like they have it's like they're doing a bunch of stuff, but they don't really have a plan for anything. So, um, which I mean, hey, the show is uh, much improved in my opinion, but still, it's like nothing. They don't really have a plan for anything. I don't think they know where they're going.
0: Well, it's it's clear they don't know where they're going. But all they have to do is remember what they did last week and try to do something else. Uh, they're not even doing that. What so? So, Nia, Nia Jax attacks Shayna, and Pad Buck is a, again, and the refs are immediately and I mean, immediately out to break this up, you know. So, never mind that that's supposed to be an instant disqualification, which it wasn't. Um, so you got, you know, like a week ago or two weeks ago, or whatever it was, you get a DQ, and there's not supposed to be a DQ, then you have an outside person attacking one of the tag team partners and there's no DQ. Uh, but like, again, this is just how, this is just how we're talking, but there's no response to anything that's serious going on whenever there's, um, you know, retributions out there fucking around, there's nobody out there. Um, and then two girls get in a fight and then immediately there's a huge pull apart. So, um, what else is new? Really? I just going to keep calling it out though. Uh, so then it's Raw Underground time, and we get to see um, uh, Jessamyn Duke and Marina Shafir are, you know, finally making an appearance uh, with Shayna and the Raw Underground thing. Um, I've been waiting for them to do something. I would have thought they wanted to use them in NXT, but they just haven't really used them. And now, yeah. now they're just going straight to Raw Underground, which is like, okay, cool, but everybody's going to be like who so yeah. that's not I don't even know i don't even know if they're sticking around i don't even
1: think they, they don't nobody nobody knows what's going on
0: no man well they're always in the audience but i, I just i don't know man and then they have another package for retribution another one again it, it includes the part at the beginning of the show where they messed with the intro so you included something from the same episode in this package. This is just yeah. this is a horrible mess. This this whole angle is just the worst. I I'm I'm very very irritated by it. There's nothing good about it. There's not one good thing about it. Um, I'm sure you'll disagree, but I just don't feel like there's one. Redeeming quality or anything about the whole retribution thing that I don't think anybody cares.
1: Yeah, I agree. I, I just want to, I'm just curious as to what it's leading to and who they are, basically.
0: Yeah, that's it. But even then, it's like, as soon as they're, as soon as you're, as soon as you have your identities, then what? Then what are you going to do? You're just going to be wrestlers? There, there won't be any more chainsaws. I'm sure of that. So. Yeah, I don't know. It's stupid. Everything they're doing is stupid. So, w- anything else you want to talk about this episode of Raw? I just found it to be a supreme waste of time. I'm not even going to talk about the Shawn Michaels thing. Like, I don't care. I just don't care. Uh, you can talk about as much as you want, but I- I- I'm out. I'm out. What do you got to say? Mm.
1: Yeah, nothing really stood out to me. You got to see little Riddick Moss. Uh, him and, I guess, the other dude went to a draw or something. Um...
0: <laughs> yeah, Raw Underground with no rules and they fight to a draw. No yeah, shame, yeah it Just it jumps weird. in and is like, that was sick, guys. That was sick. That was sick. Guys, that was <laughs> sick. That's enough. That was sick.
1: Oh, I, I am I am curious about the uh you know MVP getting a Cedric Alexander's head. So their match at Summerslam, Apollo and MVP, um uh Lashley and Benjamin are, are banned from ringside. I almost wonder if uh if Cedric Alexander's gonna come out and maybe turn on his group or something. So that has me a little intrigued. I'm curious about that. Um, yeah, I, I like I like anything that Hurt Business is doing. Uh, other than that, man, no. I'm kind of, I'm kind of looking forward to SummerSlam a little bit. Here's some breaking news. Um, Renee Young apparently put in her notice to WWE, and it's going to be leaving. That's interesting. Huh. Uh, what are her
0: plans? Uh... Whatever she wants. Well, she's got a cookbook coming out, so yeah, that'll be the start of a whole new career. She doesn't need the WWE anymore.
1: Maybe she'll show up in AEW. Yeah.
0: Um. Well, that's nice. I guess uh, before we go, I'll talk about New Japan for a little bit. Um. First off, we'll talk about the New Japan Cup USA. So as of right now, it's going to be in the finals. It's going to be uh, Kenta versus David Finley. And the winner, I assume it could only be Kenta because if you're you're looking at if you're looking at um, John Moxley is the United States champion and he's only in New Japan for probably a limited number of engagements and he probably wants to work with certain people. I doubt he wants to work with David Finlay instead of Kenta, right? <laughs> so, I'm sure that Kenta will probably win the New Japan Cup. And who knows? He'll probably he might even beat Jon Moxley for that title to get it off them. Of who knows? Um, but that's what we're looking at with that. And that match will take place Friday. So, so when is a,
1: when is the Moxley when is the Moxley defend his title? Is that match set?
0: No, no, there's no word on that yet.
1: I um, wonder how that works booking wise. So let's say he's still the champ for E.W. undefeated. I wonder how that works like politically with the companies. Like, hey, we don't want our champ losing or something, or, or if they even care. I don't, you know, when you're.
0: Yeah, I don't know. Um, I, I don't know. There's no way to know.
1: Yeah.
0: Um. So, but anyways, yeah. So, Friday will be the New Japan Cup Finals, and we don't know when the title match will take place, but we know that whoever wins gets a shot. So, cr- fingers crossed, David Finley. Uh, so David good. Get, he's getting quite the push, huh, for him to be in the finals. Yeah, they just kind of really don't have anything going on right now there, there's very few like people that are i don't i don't even think most of the people are contracted full-time that were in this little mini tournament because it's only the people that are in the united states right now so kenta just happened to be in la when all this stuff went down so that's where he's at jeff cobb is not a full-time new japan guy but he he does you know work with them quite a bit um, he,
1: apparently, he apparently just got hired by a major company But he's not revealing who it is
0: Yeah So it's like You know What could that be Um, But he's done You know he's done A lot of Ring of Honor and New Japan stuff So Could be one of them or it could be something completely different Uh, yeah. And yeah so, just, so the guys weren't really You know Juice Robinson was injured So he didn't take part in it so besides David Finley, there really wasn't a hell of a lot else to do. But he already had like dude, David Finley when at the show I went to, he he already challenged for the United States championship. I think it was against Lance Archer at the time. So he's already had a shot at the US belt before. So I don't know. I guess they want to do a little something with him, but Yeah. yeah. Still just David Finley. So
1: Yeah,
0: David Finley. Not that exciting. Uh, So anyways, uh, but more importantly than all that, the KOPW Twitter voting is open. So you can now vote on the stipulations for the first four matches. Uh, And the four winners of these four matches will be in a fatal four-way on the stadium show on August 29th. Um, So... Anyways, these these are the matches and these are the stipulations. Um, you have uh Satoshi Kojima. Um his Ooh. <laughs> 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 tremendous uh versus El versus El Desperado. Uh Kojima proposes that the match can only be won with a finisher, like by your finisher, like a, a proposed finisher. So he has the Lariat and desperado has uh el pinche loco so uh which is like yeah which is like a um it's like a double underhook um sit out uh face buster so yeah so it's, either you can see a luchador sort of he's japanese and he doesn't oh. really he doesn't really do a lot of flips and stuff but he looks like a luchador with the mask Oh, interesting. Um, So yeah, so Kojima wants only You can only win with your finisher Like the only way you can get a a pinfall Is after your finisher No other pins count Or El Desperado is uh, No finishers allowed So those moves are banned uh, In his version of the match So you can vote on which one of those you want to see Um, Which one of those Would you vote for Sergio? We'll get your vote right here Uh, That's a tough one man Finisher only or no finisher? What do you think would be the more interesting match to, to tell the story? Uh, maybe no finisher. <laughs> okay. Um, then we got Toru Yano versus Bushi. Uh, Yano wants a match where the pinfalls are only two counts. <laughs> so, <laughs> huh. um, and Bushi wants a match where you only have a five-second ring-out count. So either two-count wow. fall or a five-count ring out. Which one of those would, would you think is more entertaining uh, idea?
1: Uh, neither? Sounds kind of weird.
0: I want to see the two-count fall just to see <laughs> if anybody forgets. <laughs> I know, huh? Jeez. Everybody has to kick out at one, you know? Like, it's gonna be, that's so going to be are crazy. These,
1: are, are these legit stipulations for the
0: matches? Yes, and the and the fans are voting. Oh, I guess they're, I guess
1: they're trying to get creative. So.
0: Yeah, well, this is how KOPW is going to be. They have they yeah. have proposed stipulations. Each each person proposes their stipulation, and the fans vote which one they like to see. Uh, now, show and Sonata are going to have. They both basically proposed a, a similar thing, so it's going to be a submission match, regardless. Um. So they're in a submission match. No voting on that. Uh, and then finally, uh, Takashi Yujiro versus Okada. Um, Yujiro wants a lumberjack match where the lumberjacks have leather belts and will whip you if you fall outside the ring. Or Okada's proposition is three on one. Um, Okada versus Jado, Gato, and Yujiro. So you can vote on those. I'd vote for the handicap match. Yeah, that's what I would like to, you know. That, that's what I would like to see. I've seen people get whipped with belts. It's not that, you know. Yeah. I've seen Cody Rhodes. I, I know what it looks like. We just uh, saw Dominic get almost killed by a kendo stick. I don't think the belts so are right. do much. Right. So um, so the, these matches will take place next week august 26th and then like i said um i think voting will close on monday so you got until monday to get your twitter vote on uh at njpw global and yeah and then those 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 four matches will take place and the winners of those four matches go into the fatal four-way and the winner of the fatal four-way is the kopw 2020 champion and then they'll have to defend it for the rest of the year, in those same type of matches where the opponent proposes stipulation, the champion proposes stipulation, and so on. So it's a, they're they're trying a little something different. But I thought you know if any uh, if Sergio if anything could get you interested in watching a New Japan show, it might be this just because it's such a wacky uh, premise for the. Yeah, no, uh, I'm not,
1: not going to lie. I'm actually kind of intrigued right now.
0: Yeah. Well, have you know, it'll be next week. August 26th. You can check it out, see how it goes. And it's not too late to vote, Sergio. I'll remind you again before the okay. show's over. Um okay. So, yeah. So that's all the New Japan I have. And so speaking of social media, um you can always get a hold of us on social media. Um if you're not voting for New Japan matches, you can find me on Twitter at uh, opinion haver and facebook at opinion haver and instagram at opinion haver and twitch and youtube don't forget the youtube opinion haver channels where i put up clips uh from this show if you don't feel like listening to this we're going to come in well under the two hour mark this week um which is which is yeah. probably nice news for some and um this week i put up a clip of us talking about it's when we were talking about last week about um the tag teams in AEW and tag team psychology. So nice okay. short five minute video of us talking about tag team psychology. And if you like that, then you can check out the whole episodes. Um, but if you made it this far, you probably are checking out the whole episodes. Anyways, opinion have it for me everywhere. And Sergio can be found on social media at yeah. Twitter. You can find me at
1: Mr. Serge Zilla and Instagram at just simply just a Serge Zilla.
0: Very simply, very easy. So, Sergio, don't forget to vote at New Japan Pro Wrestling Global Twitter account. We'll have the polls up, and we can see right now who's leading in the polls. Um, but uh, I voted for the I voted for the handicap match. I voted for the two count fall match, and I voted for the um, the no. I think it was the no finishers match i believe okay so but what else let's see who's leading the polls right now i'm scrolling through okay right now um so far el desperado is ahead with 64 percent um i think i did the finisher only match yeah that's what i voted for um but that's only in 36 percent so right now the no finishers match is leading the pack uh right now the two count pinfall match is leading over the five count ring out match with a, but that one's a little bit closer, 59% to 41%. Hmm. And then probably even closer is the handicap match versus the lumberjack with leather belt death match. Um, with the, the the leather belt match is leading 58% to 42%. um, but anyways, it's not too late to turn those things around. So when you're done hitting us up on social media, you can vote too. Um, that's going to pretty much do it for us. Sergio, you got anything else? How long
1: do the results come out before the show starts? Is it like the day before or something or for that day?
0: Um, I believe, as I said, they close voting on Monday. So that would be two days, okay. two days before.
1: Gotcha, gotcha. All right. So Good
0: stuff. Yep. All right. Well, that's going to do it for us. We've been two in. We are now out.